they, they have that amazing technology of self-driving cars, but they didn't have a, a consumer interface mm-hmm. to manage it and to navigate the city. So they, they acquired movie to, to close this puzzle. Hello there. I'm Bar Ruven. I'm the co-founder of the CAT669 Alumni Association and the Executive Vice President of Development for the American Friends of Unit 669, a.k.a. AFU 669. And I'm Dr. Jonathan Pfeffer. I'm a mentor and judge at Harvard's Innovation Lab and the mentoring supervisor at the CAT669 Alumni Association, among others. Our guest today served in Team 33 of Unit 669 and has since built a career working for various hugely successful companies such as Movit and Lilly. He has a bachelor's degree from Tel Aviv University in Economics and Philosophy and an MBA in Data-Driven Business Specialization from Reichman University. He is a Growth and Marketing Specialist. Amitai Serfos, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So before we dive into the main subject of this conversation, of this interview, one of the things that connect us uh, is the Unit 669. If we can start from your experience from the Unit, if it's a um, specific mission that you remember, any strong memory or values that you received and uh, carry with you or something like that. I think right after I finished my, my training course, it was the most intensive part of our service in terms of activities. Um, the first time I was on call, it was the, the case of Gilad Shalit. We were called for a, a tank that was, was shooted. We, we didn't really know what's yeah. going on. We went with a helicopter um, mm-hmm. nearby. We, didn't, we weren't allowed to, to enter to the, to the area. Um, but we heard the, the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the beginning, it was, I think it was uh, two soldiers killed and two injured. And then live, we heard how it develops mm-hmm. into two killed, one injured, and one don't know what happened with them. And then it mm-hmm. developed into a, a, kidnapping. A, a kidnapping. And so we heard everything in the radio, uh, in live. Um, oh. And then we went in and took the injured soldier. I think we, I'm not sure if we saved his life, but we gave him amazing treatment on the helicopter. So this was my first activity. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and just well, once we came back to the base, we realized mm. what, what happened. Like mm. during the, when we were there, we didn't know. Um, and a month after or so, the Second Lebanon War mm. uh, took place. So when we spent time there as well. So like one month after the <laughs> training course, we had a few wow. major activities. <laughs> In your professional life, after yeah. the Army, you started working at MoveIt in 2015. It's now a unicorn. You've yeah. been there for six and a half years up until recently. Did you know it's going to become uh, early on this unicorn that it is today? Um, and also, if you can tell our listeners a little bit, what does MoveIt do and all that? Yeah, sure. So, so first about MoveIt, we went through a, a, I don't know, ongoing development and, and repositioning, repivoting our, our purpose, our mm-hmm. vision, our product. Um, it's when I, when I joined in 2015 um, or 14 it was um, a transit app like we mm-hmm. use this use this app to, to take transit from A to B navigate it most efficiently mm-hmm. um, I, I'm jumping all the way yeah. to where it's now and then mm-hmm. I'll come back and tell yeah. um, about myself the, my journey there so today it's it's uh, if it started from transit from A to B today, 
the way it's framed is, is urban mobility app mm-hmm. that helps you to move from A to B in any mode of transportation except for your private car. Mm-hmm. So it combines public transit, scooters, taxi, whatever. Yeah. Basically, it's a one-stop shop for moving yeah. in the city. Um, the, the, the full vision is, uh, I think they, they frame it, plan, pay, ride. So mm-hmm. you go out... Yeah. out of home with your phone and, and you, you, you don't need anything else to, to, to move within the city. Um, so this is where it is today or two years ago when mm-hmm. it was, was acquired by Mobileye and Intel, maybe just to give a little yeah. bit about the acquisition. So May 2020, uh, two months after uh, the corona started, we were working at home and then one evening the CEO uh, announced, like we, we mm. all gathered on Zoom. Uh, I actually have, until today, I have uh, the framed screenshot. My, uh, the screenshot of, of uh, all wow. the entire company. Uh, so the CEO uh, announced that, that we were acquired um, by Mobileye, which was back then an Intel company. Mm. Um, so it was really exciting doing it over Zoom, obviously. Mm. And the... The idea back then was Mobileye are are cr- creating the autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so they and want to track the they, they needed the a u- they needed a, the 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 consumer side mm-hmm. uh, interface. They, they they have that amazing technology of self driving yeah. cars, but they didn't have a a consumer interface mm-hmm. to manage it and to navigate the city. So. They, they acquired movie to, to close this puzzle mm. of mm-hmm. consumer interface where you can in, uh, order the car yeah. uh, from the interface and, and share and all the uh, everything we know. This vision wasn't realized until today completely um, due to many, many factors. I, I left movie two years ago, so I, I'm not fully So after it. the acquisition, as I understand. Yeah, one year after the acquisition, yeah. Okay. Um, so, so this this vision, as far as I know, wasn't realized until today. But they are, they are still working in this direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, autonomous vehicles were uh, encountered different obstacles. Yeah. Obviously, it's not it, the, the plan was to have them on road already a year ago mm. uh, in production. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't happen. Um, so, but I'm sure they're actively working on it. Um, also, that the vision for autonomous vehicles is changing all the time. That it was talked back then on about mm-hmm. robo taxis or mm-hmm. autonomous uh, delivery. Yeah and, yeah, and 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 this vision is changing as we speak. You know, technology yeah. evolves, right. regulation uh, catches gets, up, catches yeah. up. Yeah, so so things change. So when I, you started, and did you? immediately know, oh, this company is yeah. going to be a unicorn. Yeah, so that's I a good give question. it four years think, and twelve months. Yeah, so I think <laughs> I think. Uh, what was very interesting about Movit was b- before I joined, I already uh, used the app, mm-hmm. and it's always exciting to join to Something work that you know from to work for a product you use, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I didn't know it's going to be a unicorn, and even to, to be honest, I was very young at this stage, um, didn't really understand that it was prior to the boom in startup mm. in Israel, so. So it wasn't really even um, part of the discussion, the uh, unicorns, exits, yeah. IPOs. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was 2014, <laughs> 15. It was at the, ver- the very beginning. Um, I think Waze was, was uh, the, the Waze deal was 2016 or 17, something yeah. like this, mm-hmm. I think, around. So, so and, and this was one of the earliest ways. Right. 
So it wasn't part of the discussion, but I, re I, was, I remember I was really excited um, to, to join and work for a product I use and love. And even before I started there in Purim, the year before, I, uh, my costume was a movie to dude. <laughs> uh, so it was a funny, funny story. <laughs> I didn't tell them uh, on, in the interview, only, only after I, I told them. So you find yourself in this company and you're thinking you're going from point A to point B and eventually you got to many other points and you had to reinvent, pivot your route uh, with the company many times. How was that work for such a company with such an interesting, I guess, uh, at least from the outside, an interesting trajectory yeah. for five years? First, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to work for a startup. I, I joined, I don't know, we were 50 employees. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun to work for such a small company. It and after ju just to, to compare, and after six and a half years, how many were you? 400-ish. Um, so, so it's, it's a lot of fun to join such a small company. Um, it feels at home, like mm -hmm. everyone were friends. We were really good friends back then. Uh, like we were after war going to, yeah. for beers and it was a lot of fun. The, the team was amazing, <laughs> amazing team. Um, and as it grows, at least for, from the social aspect, uh, it, it weakens, obviously. Yeah. The, the yeah. company grows, people get married, have kids. <laughs> no, we were really young also back then. Also from in, from the vision and how the product develop, you know, when you are, Steve Jobs has had this saying that the dots only connect in retrospect, mm -hmm. and so when you are when you are inside the process, you don't really see how the dots connect, yeah. but when you look backward, you see mm -hmm. you see it. So so I think I didn't really realize where it's going when when I was inside, but but uh, once we got there and looked back, it, it made sense how 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 we how mm. it, how it evolved. By the way, before we ask you about your role and your part in this uh, company, back then, uh, also Google Maps, for example, uh, did um, this functionality, right? So what yeah. made Moveit uh, so unique? That's a good question. Uh, so what made Moveit unique is, was or still is the Moveit community. Okay. It, it sounds very weird and I didn't get it even though I worked there, how, how it happens. But mm. the eventually, like long story short, I'll jump to the end and yeah. then I'll go, come back to the beginning. I don't remember the exact numbers, but Movit has, I would say, 6x or 7x more data points than Google, mm. Google Maps. Now, how does it happen? Yeah. So in, in the Western world, all of the um, GTFS, it's called, it's the... It's the um, data of, of public transit hmm. all, the, all of the, the public transit data yeah. is is ac publicly accessible you can you can you can access databases and from the ministry of Tran mm -hmm. transport or whatever and, and you can just pull this data yeah. so in the western world move it in google maps is exactly the same but in non-western or undeveloped mm -hmm. which is the majority of the world you don't you don't have any data in in yeah. the in the in the best case you have in a good case mm -hmm. you have a website but it's just you know it's written in the website there is yeah. no you cannot access this data so you need to scrape the website yeah. in a less optimal scenario you have it um, posted on the on the station like yeah. like in Israel 10 right. years ago where you had the schedule on station 
And some places in the world it's even you, ju- you don't know you just wait for the bus it comes it, it goes like no no official sketch yeah. so I'm not sure how it started but we realized that people want to help and um, bring movie to their city mm-hmm. so we built a community tool that enabled anyone from any place in the world to log in and insert public transit data mm. so they can either go to the website and just type mm-hmm. Or go station by station and have and an how app. how did you know what, what's right and what's wrong? Maybe so we had a mechanism. I, I don't really remember. Okay. But we had like, it's kind of, it's like Wikipedia in yeah. a way. Hmm. That you have um, uh, st- uh, stages of development. Like yeah. mm. there is someone that can edit but cannot publish. Got needs it. a review. And there is like the master editor, master okay. community that can also publish into the app. Mm. And so we, we had like levels of, of experience, of, of trust. Even some of the, the most, uh, the best uh, community members became MoveIt full-time employees mm. at some point. So, so I think at, at, the, at the peak, we had more than 100,000 people Con- contributing data from all mm. over the world, something yeah. Google didn't have. Without financial incentive. Nothing. They just yeah. wanted their, their motivation was to bring MoveIt to their city. Nice. And to be, be to, you know, to be maybe, uh, maybe just, pure altruistic bringing yeah. movie to their city bringing an app to the city or get recognition or whatever but we didn't really care by the way this is also means that the, the your biggest market is in this kind of countries so the movie's biggest market is Brazil yeah yeah wow. so yeah interesting movie is huge in Brazil like movie is very really popular in Israel in Brazil it's much more popular wow. and it's it's everyone knows it everyone uses it and In, in many, many cities, even the oh. small cities in Brazil. So, yeah, Brazil, Argentina, it's really big. Okay, uh, so, so you, you, was, you started from marketing, right? And then you moved to be the growth, head of growth at some point. Yeah. What does it mean, growth? When do you define it as marketing? When do you define yeah, it as like growth? Good, it's a good question. I, I believe you, you'd ask every growth person you would the answer get, will be different the answer will be different <laughs> and even on how much they've grown yeah <laughs> and if, but even even if you ask myself the the answer would be fair by the day I don't know it depends mm. on <laughs> what I have in mind at the moment and the results um, but basically if I if I need to to define growth so growth is um, the growth team is in charge of growing and The bottom line of the company probably the revenues mm-hmm. now in order to grow the revenues you need to grow the customer base and the monetization in order yeah. to grow the customer base you, you are in charge of acquisition bringing new customers mm-hmm. activating those customers retaining those customers mm-hmm. so I, I would say the dry definition of growth is this that it's the team that is in charge of growing customers activating retention mm-hmm. monetization and But a more if you if you if you're looking for more detailed mm-hmm. because also marketing can be in charge of mm-hmm. this so growth is more of it's more um, the marketing technology it's more of the data growth mm-hmm. are really close to data teams BI or data mm-hmm. science um, they, they are very familiar with with different technologies marketing technologies or product technologies um, so 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 you At least uh, at least in move it or in Lily now um, the the growth is is paid acquisition partnership mm. acquisition retention teams activation teams SEO marketing would be more a uh, soft marketing like PR yeah. 
branding, mm. product marketing. The me- the more uh, another definition measurable stuff yeah. are growth more tan- non tangible like like something. So is it is it relevant also to use this uh, termi- terminology in a small company? Yeah, or I think for every yeah, company. The same as a as a big company. Yeah, for every company, I think it's the same. Okay. Did did you move from move it to Lily, and we'll talk about Lily in a second, because uh, you felt that you maximized your um, targets or result as pr- in professional way I mean or, or yeah, yeah. For, for different reasons yeah I felt I reached the I I, I, I didn't have any room for mm. personal growth yeah. at move it anymore I, I spent there six years so it was right. decent amount of time but also I felt that I I, I maximized I, I squeezed this lemon and now I need to do something bigger or something newer um, and then I moved to Lily And what okay. does so what does Lily do yeah so so Lily it's 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 interesting also we are now two years um, I'm, I'm two years at Lily so two years into Lily it's a different company than I joined um, so it also has an evolution um, but it's not the end of the end of the story so I, I don't know the end of the story mm-hmm. yet so the company was was founded by Lilach and Liran uh, who founded pepper and The main the, the, the initial direction was a, a bank for freelancers. Um, the, the idea was that freelancers, it's a huge segment in the states. Um, and it's an underserved segment in, in, the, in the states. So, so the idea was to, to build a bank tailored for, mm. for this group. There are a lot of traditional banks in the states and there are mm-hmm. a lot of neo banks digital banks for consumers or for businesses mm-hmm. but nothing for the segment of freelancers so this was the initial idea um, with specific features tailored for freelancers um, but after two years until I joined then they realized that it's true that this segment is very big but it's a very unstable segment and mm. you cannot build a company on top of it and So we, we pivoted up market to small business owners banking for small business owners again that the, the, the main idea was the, the banking solution with features tailored for small business owners and since then we didn't pivot again but we evolved into what we are today it's um, today Lily is a is a platform a small business owners platform for managing mm-hmm. their business finances so at the basis there is this bank account and But on top of it, we have accounting and tax mm. preparation tools. And what's, what's brilliant here is that once there are plenty of accounting platforms in, in the U.S., right? Like QuickBooks is the yeah. biggest. It's very, very known. But QuickBooks needs to integrate to a, a, the bank, mm-hmm. right? Once so the you bank, get A to Z solution. Exactly. Once the bank is, is, is at the basis and the accounting platform is built on top of it, You don't mm-hmm. need to connect to any, any software, yeah. and everything is in real time. QuickBooks can take all the data from the bank, but it takes, mm. it's, it's a one-day batch or something yeah. like this, and they are losing data in between. We sit on the raw data, so we are able to, to offer accounting and tax preparation real time. in real time and more efficient and uh, removing the need for hop, hopping between different platforms. Everything mm. is in one place. I want to ask you something a little bit different. So this is what... Lily does and that's what you did it move it um, what do you find 
exciting, fun uh, in your in your work as a growth master of growth. Yeah, so uh, I did it and move it, and now I'm at Lily. I started w- when the companies uh, give or take the same size of the company and and I find it really exciting to join a startup to work for a startup. But also you asked about about growth. So for me, it's much more exciting to build something from nothing. moving from zero to one or from one to ten and not from 100 to 200 mm-hmm. uh, building the foundation understanding what works how it works um, it's it's uh, building the team okay you know uh, looking at your resume something surprise for me it's surprising maybe it shouldn't be so surprising is that before Lily and move it you worked for Minoof where you did um, marketing mm-hmm Not growth marketing mm-hmm. for nonprofit organizations yeah so, so is so this, this is like a big change from marketing in nonprofit to growth in for-profit startups or it's basically the same just in it with a different shell no it's totally different but but uh, so this is where I started I, I actually I founded the this, this department uh, we called it minoof digital um, So, so the, the technique is the same, like the digital marketing and everything. Um, but obviously, it's, well, it's, it's like growing a, a product is different than providing a service. Um, but speaking of non-profit, so it's, it's, it was, this is where I started. Um, it was very interesting, the story there. Um, so it was back in 2011. Um, where I'm not sure if you know or remember, but the Kickstarter, Indiegogo, yes. all those yes. uh, crowdfunding yeah. platforms yeah. emerged. I don't know if you remember, but this is the first time we spoke in 2014 or 15 when I started a crowdsourcing uh, campaign mm-hmm. to the organization. This is how we started. Mm-hmm. And we raised 72,000 uh, shekels, and that's how the Cat Association mm-hmm. started. Yeah, so, 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 so back then in 2011, so Kickstarter, Indiegogo, all of those um, platforms emerged in, in the U.S. And, and when I saw it, it was I, I was uh, in the first or second year of my bachelor degree. And it was interesting. This, this guy was a, an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial moment um, because it was interesting for me um, to see how people raise funds online. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, interesting. Maybe I can bring it to Israel. And when I thought about it, who needs funds? I thought, okay, nonprofits <laughs> um, need to raise funds. They are doing it traditionally, going to, to fundraise. You, you both know, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, traditionally, to, they, they, they raise, fund, f- raise money from funds and, and stuff like this. Um, and I thought, okay, maybe, maybe we can, we can uh, build something here. And my father is really connected in this world of uh, of nonprofit so I, I came up to him with this uh, idea and he said yeah okay let's let's try and build it and this is where where I started I, I, I came to nonprofit and said I will work for free uh, let me experiment I'll try to raise funds online I'll learn how to run ad campaigns on Google on Facebook um, and uh, and let's see if it works and we started and it worked. 
we were able to raise funds uh, for many different NGOs. Mm. Um, and then I, I added more services, running uh, awareness campaigns, running uh, um, petitions. I, I don't really mm-hmm. remember, but everything the, the NGO needs online. So we started to build those yeah. services. So I did it for three years or so. It was really fun. Um, the, the company, by the way, is still live oh, yeah? up to hmm. today. Someone, yeah, on, on 2014, I, I forwarded to someone which is oh. still doing it. Um, and yeah, so it, it, it gave me the foundation hmm. of digi- you digital today. marketing. Yeah, yeah, and this is how, this is why was my en- entry door to move it. Okay, interesting. So I want to ask you and imagine that somehow we're capable of going back in time and meeting young uh, Amitai Serfus as he's just leaving the army service, finishing his army service. What piece of advice would you give your younger self? I think I would, I would recommend less doing, more just being. Hmm. I was really like, it's, uh, it's p- part of my personality. And uh, I think a lot of people in, in, in our unit. Yeah, this is like the, this. the common answer we get. So, uh, it's <laughs> like, we are really do this, do that, go and achieve this, achieve that, do your trip, but come back and then you have a, you have a list. A, list and routine and schedule and you need to accomplish and, and, and cross mar- cross the, <laughs> the, the, the to-do list. Um, so I would say, okay, take the time. Nothing, you don't need to rush. Okay. Thank you for everything you share with us today, Amitai. Your career is fascinating. Going from a uh, soldier in Unit 669 to a successful growth specialist in two leading companies, which one of them is a unicorn, and hopefully the next one, and wish you your luck with it, Thank will you. be unicorn soon, if it's not unicorn yet. And I want to thank the Ariela House Radio Studio in Tel Aviv for hosting us, and thank you, Jonathan. Thanks. Our podcasts will be uploaded to Spotify, Apple Music, and we will advertise it through the AFU669 marketing channel. If you want to get our newsletter, the podcast episode, or to get involved, please join our mailing list or write us through our website at www.afu669.org. Our annual tribute event is taking place soon in New York City on October 12th. Tickets are available on our website, so you're welcome to book your tickets now. Thanks again. Thank you, Amitai. Thank you. Stay well, and we're looking forward to our next episode. Bye-bye.